Hey authors, quick shout out before today's episode. First of all, thank you so much for your support of Writer in the Making. It means more than you know, and I'd like to invite you to become a partner today. Click on listener support and choose whichever monthly plan works best for you. Your support ensures that fellow listeners like yourself can find these episodes and get helpful tips, encouragement, or if they simply want to keep up with me. Subscribe if you haven't already and leave a rating or a review. It helps spread the word. Thank you all again. I appreciate it. Talk to you guys later. Hey, authors, welcome back to another podcast episode. My name is Daria White. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Last time I checked in on you guys, I said I was on a break and I have been. So, taking advantage of that still, but I officially, officially, officially got back to work this week and I was able to get through one chapter of Killer Runway. So, edits are underway in terms of me combing through everything. So, yeah. This did not go as I had planned out, but the goal is still to finish the book. So let that be a tip for you all before I get into the main topic. If you run into hiccups along the way, things don't go as planned, that doesn't mean that you can't finish your goal. It just means maybe the date is going to change, but the goal is still the same, okay? So uh, some encouragement there for anybody that may need it. But today's episode is from an article that I received in my inbox from BookBaby. And I've talked about author newsletters before, but just in case some of you are new in terms of listening or maybe you're still kind of wondering if you need an author newsletter. And I know it's been a while since I've talked about newsletters anyway, so I thought this would be a nice refresher for you and for me. But the article is called How to Create an Author Newsletter Subscribers Love. And of course, I'll link it in the description for you all to read it in its entirety. But... The basis of it is, should you or should you not? I personally am on the side of you should, because if you were a witness to the recent outages with social media like Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, social media is unpredictable. It can go down at any time. Why? Because someone else owns it. But the two things that belong to you as a writer is your author website and your newsletter. So even if everything else shuts down, you still have another way to communicate with your readers, with your fans, new prospects of readers. So I personally am an advocate for it. But the opening paragraph here says a regular author newsletter is is a highly effective tool that can benefit any book campaign regardless of of genre. But it's also something many authors are hesitant to implement. You may be concerned about bothering people or you're unsure if you have anything interesting to say. Or you may be skeptical of how effective your author newsletters might be, or maybe you're just too overwhelmed with any other commitments. Because as an independent writer, especially, or even traditional, it feels like there's so much to do in so little time. So you may be thinking, I don't know if I have time for this. (laughs) So this article really points out three key tips to help you get started. And you can choose whichever platform works best for you. Some use MailChimp, some use MailerLite. So research... um, different ones and determine which platform is going to work best for you. I personally send out my newsletter the first Tuesday of every month. Some authors send out a newsletter every two weeks and then I know of some that send out a newsletter every single week 
And it just depends on what you're letting your readers know, what you're sharing. It may be something personal. It may be something to keep them up to date with your work. Whatever you decide, they're really getting to know you. But the first tip is be consistent. So whether it's frequency, length, format, subject matter, consistency is key to a successful author newsletter. You teach people what you expect from you. And if you veer too far off course, subscribers will get confused and opt out of future correspondence. So whether you decide to send out, again, weekly, monthly, whether you include images or plain text, whether you write 200 words or 2,000 words, none of this matters as long as you do it the same way every time. Now, I've kind of revamped a little bit in the last couple of years since I've been sending out my newsletter. I've been including GIFs. So... (laughs) I have found those fun. So if I am letting my readers know, hey, I finished my book or I have a cover reveal coming up, I'll find a gif of someone celebrating or laughing or, you know, like hooray type of thing. That's something that honestly reflects my personality because nine times out of 10, I'm going to use a gif on social media, especially if you follow me on Twitter. I use it in my private Facebook group for my readers to let them know how I'm feeling. Like this is what it feels like when you finish writing a 57 plus thousand word book. And then I may have a gif of somebody who's just exhausted and they pass out. That just reflects my personality. So I have found myself doing that. Um, now do I, now do I, uh, have that in every newsletter? No, but it has been consistent these last few times. So whatever style you have, that may not be your personality. Maybe you like to share pictures of your family. Maybe you like to share pictures of yourself. Maybe you unboxing your paperbacks for the first time. Maybe you want to include a video, a video where they get to kind of see you face to face and interact with you and it feels more personal. I have done that before. So whatever style works best for you, just be consistent with it. And the writer says here, let me see. They also recommend including a regular feature in each newsletter so your subscribers will have something to look forward to. So regardless if it's, you know, spotlighting your new book, whatever it is that you want to feature, that can be something to engage your readers as well. The second point is send something entertaining or informative content. And it could be a mixture of both. The primary reason people sign up for newsletters is they want to be entertained or they want to be informed. And some readers will sign up for your newsletter so they're up to date on your latest events or book releases, while as others may want to learn more about you and the stories behind your books. So most readers want both. So some examples of this would be share an excerpt or preview of your book so people can start reading before they buy, share early reviews that describe the characters and plots so readers can get a sense of whether or not they'll enjoy the story, or share insights into your research and inspiration for the book. This will add depth to your story and pique readers' interest. So you can entertain them. Again, like I said, I use GIFs sometimes. Um, I may include, you know, just a quick update of what's going on with me and my family. I told my readers about my family vacation this past summer. I let them know about the weather. We're, you know, technically it's almost out of hurricane season, so I keep them up to date with that. But yeah, whatever you want to share, seriously, this is about you. You're branding yourself with this. So whatever you feel comfortable with sharing, share it. Don't feel like you have to tell everything about your life. Don't feel like you have to just, you know, you don't have to be an open book if you don't want to. Everybody's personality is different. So again, whatever you feel comfortable with sharing, share it. And then the last one is create a one-to-one connection. 
When most authors write their newsletters, they envision their words being broadcasted to thousands or hundreds of people at once. But for the recipient, before the recipient rather, the experience isn't one to many, it's one-on-one. So when you receive your author newsletter, uh, think about the people receiving it. So if you have, like for example, I personally use MailerLite, there's a way for me to include my subscriber's name in the subject matter. And that's something that I've been doing consistently. I've seen fellow authors do that where it does feel more personal. So instead of saying, uh, guess what I'm working on, I'll say, guess what's um, guess what I'm working on, for example, Susan, and her name is included. I may have a Susan on my newsletter, if not, shout out to Susan. But including a person's name does feel more personal to where it does feel like, okay, I'm talking to them one on one. And you can take it a step further and utilize surveys. You can include polls to learn more about your audience. You can create tags or group subscribers based on their responses. Uh, an example would be sending a survey that asks which of um, your books that they have read already. I've done that before. And you can send responses more tailored uh, to them based on their responses. So you can do a poll and say, out of all the books that you've read of me, which is your favorite? That can get them engaged. That can, you know, kind of stir stir it up a little bit, especially for those that maybe don't respond to you as much. Now, I do get some responses. There are some readers that will reply to me and they'll say, you know, thanks so much for sending this. I love getting your newsletters. Your books make me happy. One replied to me this past August when I announced about my birthday and I got a couple that said, oh my gosh, happy birthday. I pray you have many, many more. So the more personal it feels, then you'll get that type of engagement. Now, I don't get that all the time, and it just depends on what your niche is, but once you find that sweet spot and you're consistent with your newsletter and you're making it as personal as possible, whether, again, you're including an excerpt or you're sharing a little bit about your life personally, the things that you enjoy, your hobbies, your family life, your home life, that is going to resonate with readers in one form or another. So. When it comes to book promotion, this is the final paragraph, you have plenty of tools at your disposal, but a strong author newsletter is far from the most powerful. By focusing on these key principles, which are consistency, sending entertainment or um, informative content, and then one-on-one connection, by focusing on those three things, your subscribers would not only look forward to your emails, but they'll buy your books. So some of this is trial and error. Again, you may have to find what works, but I hope this article was helpful to you all. It definitely kind of got my wheels turning in a sense to really zero on what works for me. And sometimes you have to switch it up. But once again, you find the sweet spot, stick with that. But the link is included for you guys to read the article in its entirety. Again, just so you know, the title of this article was How to Create an Author Newsletter Subscribers Love. This is from Book Baby's blog. So I hope that was helpful. I'm going to go ahead and get to work as I go through the edits and revisions of Killer Runway. Like I said, the date has changed, but the goal is still the same. And the goal is to finish book two of this mystery series. So you guys have an awesome rest of your day. And remember, if you wrote a book, it is already unique because you wrote it and no one can write a book like you. God bless, stay safe, and I'll talk to you all next time. Bye.